This is Zilala, and you're listening to the School of Hollywood. Time to ring the bell. School is in session. Hi, I'm Steve Owens, the host of School of Hollywood. And I want to take a moment here to ask a favor of you. And that is like the podcast, subscribe to it, and tell a friend about it. Today, we've got Zilala, who is one of my favorite peeps in L.A., and she's going to be telling me about how she got started in the music business, made it to Hollywood on the red carpet, wearing the craziest dresses of anybody in town. So sit back and take notes, because you could book a job from the information that she gives you. Hi, this is Steve Owens on the School of Hollywood, and I've got Zilala in the house, and we're going to find out how you got your journey here to Hollywood right now. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing wonderful. So what was your roads to Hollywood? Okay, so let's go all the way back, back. Uh, It started at the age of four or five. I was singing along with my grandmother. She was an opera singer from Lebanon. And I started songwriting at the very early age of five or six. The first song I wrote was about human interaction in comparison to chemical reactions. And the song was called Magnet. And when we were in kindergarten... Our teacher told my classmates and I to draw out how we saw ourselves 10 to 15 years from then. I ended up drawing myself on stage. I had a blue gown on. I had a blonde hair. It was up in a bun, and I was performing. And then fast forward the age of eight, uh, I would pretty much do auditions from acting to singing to modeling. My main priority was music, of course. And even in middle school, I would ditch school just to attend auditions. And after that, it was around the age of 13, I started attending competitions and not just local, I was doing competitions overseas. And I was getting into the finals, winning championships, sometimes I'd win first place, second place. Then moving forward, I uh, joined the Little Wayne competition at the age of 17. And I ended up winning. And it was called Making the Next Hit. He was working on a show that was supposed to be aired in Atlanta, shot in Atlanta, and I won. My name was on the MTV website. I won as best singer. There was a total of five categories. And I wrote my first album at the age of 20. It was self-written, and it was called Philosophy. It was my philosophy. I worked with a ton of uh, producers. I went to a ton of studios. I worked with Black Eyed Peas team, the Princess team, and I... Pretty much the rest was history. Once I did the 21 languages, it started with 9, then 16, then 21. I got world recognition. I attended carpets, and I put out more music, and the rest was history. How did you learn the 21 languages? Or is that a stone, or or you just pick up a book and say, okay, I got it? (laughs) It was interesting because I had a very international upbringing. So my mother listened to all types of music. She, li- she listened to Armenian, Arabic, Latin. She even listened to rap, rock. I traveled halfway around the world. My manager is German. My breast- my- I lived with my best friend for a number of years, and she was Palestinian, and she spoke two dialects of Arabic. Her mother spoke 10 languages. She was like my second mother, so it was very easy for me. And plus, being half Armenian, my the Armenian alphabet is the largest alphabet. It has 38 letters, and we could use parts of our throat and uh, do sounds that, I mean, maybe Arabs can, but it made it easy for me to do Hebrew, 
Japanese and all the different languages. And so I know several, uh, but I sing fluently in 21. Uh, this today, 21, I think I reached 21 uh, two years ago. And I do all the major languages. So I pretty much, uh, it was fluent, it was easy, but I definitely worked with people to perfect it before publishing anything. Well, you ready to start at number 22 since Trump passed the law that uh, the government has to turn over all the details on the aliens. That's going to get exciting. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking about that. The hook might be Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So out of all the different languages you've spoken, how many of the different countries have you gone to? Okay, so the, the languages that I've spoken, I have probably went to all of the countries except for Japan, Russia, and Iran. But the, the rest I've attended. I mean, I've been to quite, I've, I've traveled quite a bit in my life before the pandemic. <laughs> well, you had a top 10 record on the Billboard dance charts, Stranger in the Night. Is somewhere to walk a mile in your shoes, what would be happening the moment you heard it on the radio? Wow. Uh, it would be pretty much the sober version of being on ecstasy. I, I don't remember who was at the right of me or the left of me, but I definitely jumped on somebody and <laughs> and they were carrying me. And it was, it was the same feeling I got when I heard my song playing the first time on 96.3. And it's amazing. It's very uplifting. It's motivating. And it drives you. It just makes you realize that your catchy melodies and everything that you do is very much well-received by people. It's it's a wonderful feeling. Well, you created your own Z-style of wild outfits, and red carpets love you, especially at the Grammys. Uh, I mean, you put Lady Gaga to shame, girl. Uh, <laughs> so how did you come up with the concepts about those? You know what? One time I was inspired by a chandelier and another time it was a water fountain and it kind of had tentacles almost like an octopus. And I said, I want that on my head. Another time it was, I was at my friend's house and I saw her coffee machine and the design on the machine. And you, you can never tell. I mean, one time I was cutting onions and I said, I want to make this into a hairstyle. It's, it, I, I don't know how my brain works or why it works the way it does, but I'm really into otherworldly things and very anomalous things. So, yeah, you can never tell where the inspiration comes from. So what's the plans for this year's Grammys? Oh, my goodness. Well, if it's on, <laughs> I... Uh, you could even dress up at home, you know that, and still video. <laughs> I swear. And if, if, if it were, I was thinking Black Widow, perhaps. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there yeah. any hidden meaning behind that? <laughs> you know, not really. A lot of people think that I get the inspiration from my mother as well. Like when growing up, she was very ahead of her time. You know, nothing was cozy. There was no carpet in the household. It was very futuristic. Things were glass. And we pretty much both have an eccentric style. I don't know where it comes from. I'm not sure. Somebody compared me to Michelangelo once but because I guess he doesn't know why the brush went left or to the right, but it, he just does it. And it, it turns out well. You know, when I was, I, I remember every time I had an idea and I would take it to my team, they'd try to talk me out of it. They thought I was crazy and I'd convince them and I'd tell them anything is possible. And eventually we'd make it happen. But nothing was easy. You don't find it off the shelf. Everything was pretty much handmade. 
custom. Wow. Do you get a sponsor for that or you just uh, pull it out of your old pocket and say, here's my Amex, take care of it. You know what? I would say both because every red carpet I would attend, I was big with the designers. Everybody tried to give me something to wear just for, you know, the name of it. So I, I was able to do that. But because I wanted to take the route of custom and I didn't want to be on the cover of people who wore better. I wanted to be very individual and I wanted to be, of course, the best dressed. So it would go hand in hand. Some things were pretty difficult to do. I, I think one time we had to use water cutting machines. So there were some things where I had to put out of my pocket, but definitely collaborations from shoes to jewelry, whatever I could do that would satisfy the designer, I would, you know. But it, it's nothing that was available from a stylist. So, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of shoes, uh, I have seen a lot of different photos with you in them. How many pairs do you own? Oh, to be honest, I have not counted. But the red carpet ones I have set aside in the archives room. I'm not sure exactly how many I have, but I definitely have uh, a collection for dinners, some for the studio. Uh, daytime. I, I have, you know, separate areas for each one, but I have not counted, <laughs> but it's quite a bit. <laughs> I did notice you said archive room. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have two rooms with shoes? Actually, an archive room is not at where I live. I have it. Uh, so it's further. So it's basically a room where I keep all my red carpet outfits. One day I would like to have a museum of all of them because every piece was so some of these outfits took four months to make. And, you know, I worked with people and, and, and even students who just wanted to get credit or uh, experiment. And it was all so fun and exciting. So all these pieces took a lot of time. And once we were done with the red carpets, I wouldn't just put them away. Uh, I've been asked by showrooms to rent it out to other artists. Only one time I allowed uh, one of my pieces to be worn by Nicki Minaj uh, other than that, I say, no, I'm not, I don't want to. It took too much effort just to give it to, sh give it away, you know? So I have a room where I keep all the outfits from the Christian Dior uh, inspired piece to the uh, Black Widow to the Octopus. So I, I have to keep them separately because they're very fragile, you know, and, and they could break. So all my red carpet pieces are put away into an archives room. Sounds like you're very organized. Uh, do you keep a planner? Uh, do you journal in the morning? Uh, what's, your, what's your day like that from morning to the end of the day? Good question. In the mornings, I meditate because I know the moment I turn on my phones, and I mean multiple phones, it's my manager, it's a ton of people contacting me. And the thing is, because I'm very international, I'm collaborating with so many different countries. Like right now I'm working on a project. One of the artists is three hours ahead. The other artist is 12 hours ahead. And the other one is seven hours ahead. So it's very hard. I definitely have multiple calendars because I need to stay organized or it will be madness. Very organized. Uh, I have the same same situation. I have a client in Portugal, one in one in Turkey, a couple in London, so and and Mexico. So it's uh, it can be tricky with the time zones trying to figure out. Okay, who can I call at this time? Or and then next thing you know, at four o'clock in the morning, you get a phone call going, um, "Hello, how are you doing today?" It's like uh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> uh, mute does come in, in effect. <laughs> I know. I'm losing you a little bit. But yes, I, I agree. Sometimes uh, I, I finally put my phone down. Uh, and the moment I want to 
rest for at least four or five hours, I get a phone call saying, good morning, you know, you ready? Can we do the songwriting session now? And I'm like, oh my God, it, it, it's never ending. <laughs> it's never ending. Do you have any favorite producers you would like to work with? And what's your preference as far as a microphone in the studio? Yes, my favorite microphone in the studio is the Neumann U87. That is my favorite microphone because it captures the sultry tone of my voice. I like the way my voice sounds on the U87. As forest producers, I think that it's important to work with somebody who knows and understands your vibe. But if I had to choose one person to work with, hmm, Probably would have said Red One, but I would say today, Calvin Harris. A uh, great producer. Yeah, wonderful. A lot of hits, too. A lot of hits, and a very nice person. How do you get your inspiration to write a song? Oh, it could be from uh, anything. If if Usually, I co-produce, so we make the beat from scratch. And when we do that, if it's a dance beat, if it's an island vibe, you know it's going to be something fun something about partying and dancing the night away. If it's a ballad, it could be anything about love, heartbreak, war, sky's the limit. I also like to go out of the box. I've written about aliens, <laughs> magic. Um, so. Well, you'll be able to sell that one real soon. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> so if you could collaborate on a rap record with one rapper, who would that be? If Tupac were alive, I would say Tupac. If Biggie was alive, I'd say Biggie. But people might be expecting me to say Cardi B, even though I love her, Megan Thee Stallion. But I would say Doja Cat because she has a lot of character, very sexy. She keeps it light and very bubbly, and I like her. I would say Doja Cat. So what is your ideal of relaxing in the current situation? There is not much relaxing. <laughs> Beside meditation and resting, it's... It's it's important to keep a balance and to keep sanity, but if you have so many goals and they're, the moment you become popular and you want to do something and you see that the other party is responding well, you you have to do it. You have to go all the way. So I'm in a I'm in I'm in, in the situation where it's pretty crazy. It's nonstop. So you just have to understand and keep remembering the you know what you're doing it for but not not much relaxing i would say when i rest and i never even go to sleep i fall asleep working i didn't realize that you were also an actress uh tell me about your acting career yes i i never never necessarily talk about it but yes i have been on the greek i have featured been featured on grace anatomy and several feature films but my passion was always music so I focused on music. I I'd done modeling in the past, a lot of acting. I've done the 4 a.m. to 4 a.m. the next day, face falling into the snacks and food and the plate. It was crazy. But I I, I like music a, a lot more because acting has it, – it, it's different. A lot of people think it's the same lifestyle as performer, musician. Um, I could say it does go hand in hand, but it's not the same. But I've definitely had, I, I worked with Dr. Harper. She was the acting coach for Hillary Swank, the Baldwins. And when I met her, I just did a cold reading. I did scenes with other actors and she was, she swore that I had acting. Uh, I, 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 I'd attended school for acting and I never had. I 
done it since I was young. I, I've always been, even in my music videos, I've incorporated a lot of acting. No, your videos are great, and you can see you're, you're, you have a natural presence when, when you do it. Question is, uh, do you think you could beat a lie detector test with your acting skills? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, since that is based on the nervous system, it's questionable. But if it came to my acting skills, one million percent. <laughs> so what's in the works that we can be on the lookout for on Spotify and, and uh, iTunes? Anything good and exciting? Yes, a lot. Uh, we're working on a reggae album, but we're going to be releasing it single by single so people don't have to wait. And at the same time, I'm working on a ballad, um, collaborating with a Russian artist and a Russian-Armenian artist. It's actually dedicated to uh, ever, all the streams will go to, uh, we're going to give it to the displaced families in Armenia. And uh, I'm excited about that. It's it's it was very hard recording that. It was very emotional. But yeah, we have a ballad coming out and several reggae songs coming out. You have a tendency to change uh, the style of your music uh, as much as you change your hairstyles. <laughs> um, is there a reasoning behind the hairstyle change in the music? Absolutely. Uh, anything I do, I've always been into. I, I'm a visionary, so I like. I, as you know that. Every artist nowadays, they release a music video along with their song. So clearly, you know, the vision is very important. And, it, it, you know, our three senses, you know, taste, sound, and, and you know, visuals. Uh, pretty much I like to have a different hairstyle with every song, with every uh, outfit. And something I feel matches and puts out the meaning of the song the best. You know, the vibe, the atmosphere. You know, so every, you have it 100% down. Every song has its own hairstyle, its own look, its own flavor. Yeah. And where, where can people find you on social media? Social media, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. If you put in Zlala, I'm sure you'll see the, it should be the one with the tick mark, <laughs> uh, Z underscore Lala. And YouTube, Vivo, I'm present everywhere. <laughs> I love it. So I appreciate you being on the show today and continue success in 2021 in La La Land. Thank you so much, Steve. It was so good talking to you. Well, I hope you learned something about the music business, how important it is to do personal branding on yourself, having the right clothes to walk the red carpet. Thank you for listening to the School of Hollywood. And I have a request. Please like the podcast, subscribe to it, and tell a couple friends. Because School of Hollywood is designed for people in the entertainment business in Los Angeles. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Owens, your host.